Hello and welcome to the Give Yourself the Chat podcast. I'm your host, Peter Lewis, and this show is all about leadership, coaching, and living a life of high performance. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Give Yourself the Chat podcast. Um, the next episode, I'm very glad to say I've got uh, somebody who I've only just met, really, uh, via the power of social media and LinkedIn. We've got Kate Strong. Kate, very good morning to you. How are you? Very well. Thank you for having me here, Peter. It's a pleasure to get to know you a little better and be part of your podcast. Well, thank you so much. I mean, crikey, we've, we've only, I think we've had a bit of chat roll and had a Zoom call. And then I launched this on you and said, please come on my podcast, because I think um, you've got a fascinating um, story. And I think that's part of the reason why we connected in the first place is uh, we have a sort of mutual uh, bond and love of um, triathlon and extreme events around that. But also there's a, the coaching aspect as well. So we'll, we'll dig into a, a lot of that. But we are still in lockdown. It is still coronavirus. I think we're into sort of week five or six now. It just seems forever. So first of all, um, how are you and how are you coping with this whole situation? Well, I feel fine. But in honesty, I think my glass, if you want to use the analogy of the jar, it's full of unusual so there are days when I feel my fuse is a little shorter or I need a little bit more downtime. So I'm thriving within it. I've set a few new challenges within being in lockdown and my life is completely 180s. So before this, I was off grid. So I was nomadic, traveling the country, house sitting for other people. And that has obviously come to a massive halt. Of course. But, yeah. but yeah, I'm using it to the maximum of what it is. But maybe that's the positive mindset. I'm not sure. Well, I, I know that mindset and motivation is something that we, we're keen to explore on, and we'll, we'll come to that in a moment. But I do think it's interesting, isn't it, how I, I think we're both blessed. We both have our health, and, and, and you know, relatively, that's the most important thing, and this is affecting a lot of people. But I do think if you have your health, then I think this actually presents quite a, a tremendous opportunity um, to either take stock or, like you say, just kind of do a massive pivot and rethink how you approach either your business or your life. So I guess what, what would you say are some of the, the, the bigger or more reflective decisions that you've made because of this situation? Uh, reflectively, I now live with my partner and we're buying a house together. So that was definitely not on the cards even just a month ago. Seriously. So it's given me... Re- yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really given me time to see what's important and to make sure it's around me because we don't know when what tomorrow may bring. And he's important to me. We want to commit together. So that's what we've decided to do. Why wait? You know, uh, on a, on a personal and professional level, my business is completely 180 as well. So again, reflecting, I realized that I was doing things again because it, I felt that I had a limiting belief or a belief that meant, you know, money and work, I had to work hard to earn. And I felt slight guilt that I had the ability to do extreme sports and also be able to survive and thrive off that, earn money from it. Yeah. By by actually delving into that, thanks to being in lockdown, by facing my mountains within myself, not outside, yeah. I'm now focusing on uh, a few world challenges. Again, I'll, I'll share that in a second. Yeah. But that will be my primary message. And I will put my life again in, in, the, in the limelight and say, this is how you do it. And my coaching will be definitely present, but it's less, it's less the forefront of what I'll be doing from now on. So that again is a 180. Wow, gosh. Well, there are some significant decisions there in life and everything else. There's me thinking I'd made some significant decisions by putting some of my offline content online, but that just blows it out of the water. But that's brilliant. But it is it does give us an opportunity to take stock and, and to really rethink. And, and I think 
you know, what will life, I mean, this is the new normal as far as I'm concerned. And, and I think it's really exciting, especially as, as coaches ourselves, is the reach now through technology and also the comfort our clients and customers might have of using this technology. I, I think it's a massive opportunity. And uh, like I say, as long as we have our health, then absolutely there's, there's no limit to what we can do. So um, we're just chatting before then. There, there is a, there's a, a Welsh accent there, but you refer to your nomadic and you're sort of traveling. I know Australia has been you know, part of your background and everything else like that. So can you just give me uh, and our listeners a, a bit of a sense of, of who you are and kind of what brings you to, to this point in terms of some of those experiences? And then we'll perhaps unpack a few of those around mindset and motivation and things. Sure. So, uh, you know, we can never join the dots looking forwards. So looking today at, you know, I'm, I'm a world champion triathlete. I'm an ex-aerospace engineer. I've, I've summited Mont Blanc and a few other things. I never would have thought I'd be here today as a coach and consultant for you know, releasing that potential for people as well as the sustainability arm for businesses. But I come, as you said, from a, a small town in Wales, nothing massive to report there. And I think that was part of the, the problem for me to, 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 to grow was there was nothing to fight against. I, I was comfortable. And right. as you know, when we're comfortable, we don't, we don't need to change anything. No. There's nothing really to resist. And you know, we don't wait until, we usually wait till the doctor reports a significant disease. Do we take stock of our health or this global crisis to go, actually, my living environment is non-conducive. I have to change. Yeah. So, so I just plodded along living, I call it society tick box lifestyle. I got a degree in engineering. I went traveling for a year, which kind of lit me up a little bit. Mm. But then I knew it had to come to an end to play, to, you know, to settle down. And so I worked in aerospace. I moved to Australia and with my then partner and my boyfriend's from Wales. And we got into hospitality. I wanted to be my own boss. I was tired of working for other people and their inefficiencies or not, not wholly satisfying my need. Yeah. So we owned a few businesses in Australia. And fast forward nine years, I'm still with him. Still, still using the excuse of when I have more money, then I can put myself first, or when I have more time, then I can, you know, address this situation. And in those nine years, our relationship had got quite toxic. It was quite suppressing for myself. I had even he was monitoring my phone, so if I left the house, he, I would get a call within five minutes to say, "Where are you going? What are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you at home?" And looking back it was uh, uh, fortuitously he left me six days before our wedding and at that moment that's my cliff edge moment that was when the doctor sat me down and said you have a health disease but I I had a life talk with myself which yeah. was you know things are not going to plan you've been putting everything off I've been putting all my life off for a brighter day yeah. today should have been it and yet it was one of the worst moments of my life he left me geographically isolated in Australia wow. he'd left me with all the business debt as well uh, and stopped paying so I also had to cover his portion to a mortgage which left me to about a million dollars in debt and emotionally struggling like challenging myself that the biggest demon I had and needed to address was myself of self-doubt I'd wake up and go you can't do this you can't do alone you're gonna fail yeah and and it was that moment when I said, I have, to, I have to start believing in myself. Otherwise, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I will find ways to sabotage or, you know, miss deadlines or take the eye off the ball uh, or fail just to prove myself right. And 
the one thing that drew me to to taking responsibility of my life it doesn't mean it was my fault just mm. to be clear was you know today is the youngest we'll ever be mm. there were you know I'll never be younger than this moment right here right now I don't want to look at my life with regret because I'll never be 41 so I might as well enjoy it as, yes. as if it's the only moment yeah but also paradoxically now is the most knowledge I've ever had in my life as well so this is the perfect time to take action yes and and in that space, I, I asked, what was the one thing I gave up on myself? What one thing could I do just for me, you know, mm. selfishly almost? Mm. And I recall triathlon that 10 years ago, I wanted to do an Ironman and I'd settled. I just did half, which is still admirable, yeah, but it absolutely. wasn't my dream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I set the goal to be an, an Ironman triathlete. Yet, you know, this may, this may come back to you as well, Peter, but... You know, when we set goals, who dictates how far we can go? Mm. It's, it's usually our, our memories of the past or some limiting belief. So for me, the only way I can live to see my true potential is to aim to be the best. Yeah. By me aiming to be number one isn't the ego of wanting the gold medal. It's allowing me the possibility of me stepping up and being authentic Kate Strong and seeing how far I could go. And so that's what I did. So, I aimed. So this is. Sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, just because I want to be very clear. So this decision to do the Ironman and to step up to be that person was on the back of all that trauma that had gone on in your personal life and your financial situation and everything else like this. That was one decision amongst many, no doubt, to to do that to sort of redefine yourself and redefine your future. Is that is that correct? I mean, amongst yeah. all of that, you thought about doing an Ironman. Yeah, I, I thought, well, I, I didn't think today would be as bad as it was. What's to say tomorrow won't be worse? <laughs> so I can't, I can't afford to wait anymore. So what was it about that? I mean, and that, I mean you're, you're preaching to the choir here and having done Ironman myself. I, I get the power of it. But there's, there's a number of things that you could have done. What was it about going to that distance or just that as, a, as something to define you or begin that journey that really resonated with you? amongst many other things that you could have chosen to have done? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, for me, it was because I'd compromised before. Like right. nine years ago, I did that half Ironman and my, my, my then boyfriend said, okay, you've done enough. You know, you, you're good enough at half. Why, why put yourself through more, more training, more pressure, more time mm -hmm. away from me? And I'd said yes. So I'd let other people influence my personal journey. And it was a, it was a huge compromise that I knew I'd sort of given up on the dream. Yeah. So it was just to reclaim the the, uh, the choice to me to be able to, or the permission, should I say, to put me first, and that's why Iron Man came to mind. So that that's interesting that the compromise that you made because it just happened to be a half Iron Man, which you say was it was great achievement in itself. But it, it, it the Iron Man is the proxy to it. It's the, that compromising self. And, and fitting in with others or allowing others to limit what you can do is that that that's that's interesting because not everyone listening to this podcast of course is is into triathlon and iron man but and that's why i just wanted to unpack a little bit it's it's that was just the vehicle for resetting and and trying to redress that that gone on nine years previous you also talked about uh taking responsibility it doesn't necessarily mean it's your fault that's that's an interesting one i'd like to pull this idea of you know, advocating if you take 100% responsibility for, for your life and what you do, it doesn't mean to say that it's all B 
because of your creation. But what is it about taking full responsibility that that is so empowering um, for you personally? Um, for me, if I if I'm responsible, I take the lessons. If I if it's your fault, if if the floor is you know, you know in business, if if we're fa- if we're in business together and our business isn't making money, and I say it's nothing to do with me, it's Peter's fault. How can I grow? Yeah. You you then get the lessons. You're able to burden more pressure, but also step up and elevate your, your own game and business acumen as well. Mm. I'm in the I'm on the sidelines of that part of the, the, mm. my business life. So by me stepping up and saying, okay, you know, you're the one Peter who spent the money, but <laughs> I'm joking. But how no, can gonna... we together yeah. dig ourselves out of this? Or yes. how did we allow you to spend that much money without there being protocol to stop it? Yeah. So that's the responsibility. I'm allowed the lessons to learn from it. Yeah. And and I've always liked how it just it's a slight sort of linguistic play on words, but that um, responsible or response able is that actually it puts you in that sort of your circle of control and I, I can respond to this. And, you know, I often talk to people about we always have a choice. Uh, we might not like the choices that are laid out in front of us, but we have choices nevertheless. And isn't it far better to be able to take those tough choices than have that choice put in somebody else's hands? And I think that's the only way to live, really. And 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 I think, you know, I'm a big fan of things like stoicism and philosophy around that. And it just talks about actually just determine what's in your control or seize back control. And and it sounds like, you know, that that Iron Man was just one step in that process of you sort of seizing back that that control. Um how you dig yourself out of a, a million pound hole and everything else like that. I mean, that's, uh, so what else has been on that sort of road to, and I choose my words carefully here, but in inverted commas, recovery, if you like, what else have you managed to do to get you into a far more positive space that you seem to be in now? Yeah, it's, it's a good way of saying it actually. And it, I think it's really important that we do, do call it recovery. One, it's about giving myself permission to put myself first. That was an easy one. And in business, it was about, dealing with that high pressure, making sure that we focus on what actually can generate money or reduce cost mm. rather than all the busy faff around it. As you know, training for Ironman, time is also a, a very mm. raw asset that we need to protect. Yeah. So in business, I needed to step my game up as well to make sure that I could afford the time and also resources to train as well as make sure my business was operating and reducing cost. One yeah. simple example is I owned a guest house and restaurant. Okay. Guest rents was highly profitable, yes. but required li- limited time. The, re- the restaurant was almost 180. It was highly resource demanding, which went off regularly because it's food mm. and was fluctuating. I couldn't predict if we'd have five or 50 guests. Yeah. I, I subleased the restaurant. It was a simple move. I outsourced a lot of stress and pressure, given myself consistent income, which was higher than my lowest, but also not as high as what I get in peaks. So I could then plan around that more effectively. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. And uh, I know one of the areas that we'll come back to the sort of the more physical pursuits and uh, the, this challenge, which when you when you told me about it and your plans for it, kind of blew my my socks off. And you know, I've done a lot of endurance events, but when you describe, so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, but I do want to, you've, you've talked about business and, and some of your previous ventures. I know at, at the heart of what you do and what you're really passionate about is, is about sustainability as, as well. So tell me, tell me about how, how you kind of, how that resonates with you and how you want to sort of build that into what Kate does from here on in. Yeah. I mean, 
if we if we look into ourselves, if we actually listen to our intuitional guts, if I feel great yet the people around me feel crap, or I look around and the world is covered in plastic and you know there's no trees nearby, even if I've got a great life, it's not gonna it's, I'm not gonna feel amazing, nor will I feel great knowing I'm impacting negatively other people. So, on a very crude example, sustainability is making sure that I can thrive whilst other people and the environment around me also blossoms. Mm. So, so intuitively, I think we all want to be sustainable. We want our friends and family and co-workers to also elevate their lives to the level they want and yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. And, and so on the micro level, that's what it means. Nowadays, businesses are getting more and more aware that they can be profitable as well as make sure that their, their foot, environmental and social footprints are for, for good. They can be a resource for positivity in all aspects. Hmm. And, you know, we're sitting here in lockdown, partly because we weren't sustainable, or, or mostly potentially. We traveled anywhere without cause or consideration. Yes. And this is, this is the action. For every action, there's a consequence. We're now sitting in consequence. Um, yeah. So, we, you know, to be on my high horse a little bit, we need to step the F up and sort this out as soon as possible. It's and, and my worry is, uh, and the sort of environmentalist in me is so pleased that you know there's villages in the Punjab, 200 kilometres away from the Himalayas, that can now finally see the Himalayas, and we've got a fish back in the sort of uh, Venetian rivers. But my my worry is is that we'll just the bounce back will probably take could potentially come back too hard, too fast, and and do even more damage than we were doing previously. So I think that there, there is a massive opportunity here, but if we don't seize it. Um, and our political leaders sees it, then, then, then I think, you know, we, we may miss that opportunity. But I think also sustainability around sustainable relationships. And I think this, going back to the opportunity that we face here, we, we, I mean, the fact that you and I are talking now is because we, we consciously connected through social media and everything else like this. And I do think there's, there's far more connection. I do think there's hope. I think there's hope. But equally, to your um, you know, equal and opposite reaction, it's almost like Mother Nature said, look, if you people aren't going to sort this out, I'm going to help you sort it out and, and force your hand, you know. And, and um, it's, it's, it's interesting to reflect on that. And I know that's, that's kind of what you're really passionate about. And, and I think all of us are perhaps a little bit more mindful around that. I just hope we take the opportunity that's presented in front of us right now. Yeah, I, I don't think that we will go back to normal. I think that the benchmark has changed and shifted regardless if we want it or not. Yeah. And yeah, after this, there may be some people traveling more just to catch up, so to speak. But but we're now becoming more aware. I don't think anyone on the global level realized where our toilet paper came from, that we were so, you know, like we wouldn't have asked that question. So people no. are becoming more aware regardless. Or, yes. you know, pasta doesn't come from Italy. Again, another <laughs> shock to the, to the world. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's open, open eyes. It's open eyes. Let's, um, I, I, when I asked you, invited you onto this podcast, uh, you know, I saw, here's some themes that you might like to talk about. Motivation and mindset really resonated with you, Kate. And, and we've got a sense of why that might be now. But what was it in particular amongst a whole list of other things things that we could have talked about tell me about motivation and mindset um, as, as you see it and, and perhaps what we might learn from that well I think any change has to come from within if we want it to be sustained and sustainable that magic word again yeah so so I think it's important for us to make sure that we we nourish ourselves first and foremost and again it, it comes back to what I was saying about being selfish by centering ourselves is not a selfish act it's actually the most selfless thing we can do 
if I'm in optimal health, if I'm in optimal mental health, I can support more people as well. So I think putting ourselves first with our mindset, making sure we're focusing on what we want, how we want to live, how we want to be seen, and then making sure that we back it up with that positive action, which could be called motivation. We can either achieve things solo uh, by ourselves or enroll others through our display of passion to help us along the way. So it's like the rock, the rock falling down the hill. Mm. If we've got the right mindset and the motivation is pure following our purpose, we can gain a lot more momentum and attract more of our tribe to support us as well. Well, that that's interesting. And I'm reminded of uh, the, the metaphor is almost like... Um, that the oxygen mask in in an aircraft, in the event of emergency, oxygen mask will fall. Please administer your mask first before helping others. And and there's, I think, leaders and managers or, or anyone or team members, there is that responsibility, like you say, of looking after yourself in order to serve uh, and amplify that service. And there's no point if you're not looking after yourself, if you're not actually clear on, on what it is that is driving you, how can you possibly create a tribe or create a following or, or just on a very practical sense, be a good team leader, be a good manager. So it's not a, it's a selfless act. It's not a selfish act, is it? I think this, this no. piece, you, 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 you know, put your oxygen mask on to help others. Otherwise you're no use to us. And that, that's, that's always an interesting metaphor I come around with. And a, a lot of people perhaps are quite surprised that I might tell them in a leadership sense, no, it's, it's really important that you do look after yourself because I, I need you at your best. You know, and now is a, is a time when we do need people at their best. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, for me, uh, nurturing that positive mindset is first and foremost in anything. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go to that that subject now. So, tell us, well, remind me of this uh, this plan that you have for this uh, big triathlon. I guess is the only way of describing it, but it's a very different triathlon that our listeners may be used to. Talk us through that. But it's the first official one ever to be completed in the world. So, uh, it is. Swimming the Channel, so from England to France. Okay. Cycling across America, so from east to west coast, which is 3,100 miles, and then uh, attempting to summit or summiting uh, Everest. So, yes. So, <laughs> so this, uh, dear listener, is no longer, it's not a sprint or an Olympic or an Ironman. It is, yeah, swimming the English Channel. And how far is that on uh, the shortest possible? Is that? I, I think it's 17 miles. 17 but, miles, but... Yeah, end up you can zigzag depending on tides and all that kind of stuff. And there has to be a certain time of year, doesn't it? With is it neap tide yeah. and things like that? You have to. It's around August time. August yeah. time. Now, and and you know, my geography is is still good. I know that it's not necessarily going straight into the ride across America. So you're doing the ride across America, which is an established event in itself, isn't it? Uh, and it is. Tag, yeah. Is that too prior? So that will be done in June. So okay. Oh, so you're doing that? You're doing the cycle before the swim. And then yeah. doing the, the starting. Now, how, how do you pull something like that together? I mean, it's one thing to have the idea, which is fabulous. And I'm just completely, you know, uh, be your biggest supporter of that. But pulling this off, how are you going to do it? I have no idea. Let's just <laughs> say it. that. <laughs> I love it. I, I just made it up at the beginning of the year and um, it seems to stick. So uh, there's the saying that the obstacle's the way. This is, this is what I need to do to keep me out of my comfort zone. Okay. So, well, um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, there's a whole practical logistical sense. So I guess there's, you know, there's some fundraising to be done here or some sponsorship on a corporate sense and all that kind of stuff, because this yeah. is not going to be cheap. 
but there's this is this idea that you've got but then what next it's one thing to have an idea we can all have a great idea and this is huge but why why this idea and and what next to bring this idea into into reality for you well why this idea is i just we i i just said with honesty i just said it one day on another podcast and we don't say things by accident everything we say comes from somewhere in our brain it's been stored and generated from our own conscious so because i said it, it it was brought into life if you want through my words yeah and you know why why because it, it scares the hell out of me i have no idea if i can do this i can't do this alone so that's another something i struggle with um from you know the past so to speak is to actually involve a massive amount of team to not be the expert in it all i can't know it all mm. so uh it's about really releasing and letting the journey unfold which is the only way to achieve epic success on a business level or on a on a sporting level like this so how i'm going to do it is one i have no idea but two it's um you touched on yes there's the logisticals how to swim how to cycle how to you know hike in altitude then there's also what other tools do I need to upskill on? You know, what about sleep deprivation? I'll be cycling for up to 10 days on two hours a night of sleep. Mm. How can I optimize my sleep? Mm. How does nutrition play a role in that? Who's an expert in this field? Yeah. So it's about deconstructing every element of my life to, to bring in that 1% gain in everything I do. So that's that's great. So let's unpack a little bit of that because you mentioned uh, uh, the obstacle is the way, which uh, it's a, one of my favourite books by Ryan Holiday and uh, and and around sort of stoicism. And it is, I think, you set yourself the intention, and then that 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 intention, well, that that event is the obstacle. But then within that are the questions that you need to be asking yourself to your point to deconstruct, and all of a sudden you find the way through. And and so let's. But that, that's on a really grand scale. I love that. But let's, let's bring this back. If I bring it to my situation about the first time I did an Ironman, I'd done a half Ironman. In fact, no, I hadn't. I'd done a marathon. And that was, for me, that was just the biggest thing. I know we just had London Marathon. That should have been this weekend. I did London Marathon back in 2004. And uh, I was saying to a friend of mine that had done an Ironman, I said, look, I've just done this marathon. I can't imagine how you would have done a full iron man and done a marathon at the end of it and he just turned around to me matter of factly he said well you know you just you just get on with it but you treat it in a very different way it's a completely different race and, and for me just that one comment allowed me to reframe and think okay well what is different about it and then it leads to the next thought but big events as let's bring this to to our listener is that how do you then deal with okay the obstacles the way you've got this big thing but how do you deal with the self-doubt how do we give ourselves the chat to overcome it? And we all do it in very different ways. But what's, what's some of the things that you do when you're faced with doubt or you're faced with crippling debt or you're faced with a, a relationship that has, you know, you know, hasn't gone well? How, how do you mentally pick yourself up and, and, and just take that next step in, 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 in a positive direction? Well, um, one thing I do is I'm also a Reiki master. So I, I practice a lot of healing on myself as much as to anyone else and one of the beliefs around the spirituality of this energy work is just for today so when I'm feeling I don't want to or I get absorbed with those feelings I don't feel like it or I don't feel it's good or I, I get trapped in that little cyclone of negativity that seems to want to pull me downwards yeah. into inertia 
I, I, I just say the words just for today or just for now, what one thing could I do? It may just be get out of bed. Yeah. It may be put on my cycling shorts. It doesn't mean you have to be on the bike, but just for today, what one step could you be to getting closer to achieving that? Because mm. I'm also faced with one of my dilemmas is my goal is two over two years away. How do yeah. we keep the motivation going today for me yes. to do that two hour cycle? But just for today, put on my shorts and see what happens. And weirdly, as if by magic, when we put on our shorts, we, we feel a bit more motivated to sit on that bike. And when we're on the bike, we feel a little bit more motivated just to spin the legs to see a little bit. And before we know it, we finished our training. Yes. So, so by breaking it down in those micro, micro steps has really helped me keep the focus in that macro goal. Now, so that's interesting. Just, I love that phrase. And, and, uh, so, so that, that goal is two years away, hence, or whatever. And, that's, and, I, and I speak to a lot of people, particularly in our circles, who have had events cancelled. Or, so it doesn't have to be a training event. It doesn't have to be a race. There's lots of things that this situation has, has affected us. And yet we still have to go through the preparation. You still have to prepare for a channel swim, even though you can't get to a, to a pool. So, so much of it is about sort of reframing. But, but when a goal is two years away... Is, is that enough of a pull for you to, to, to do what you need to do now? Or, or is there something in between mentally that you grab hold of? Well, within that two years, I've got a lot to do. As you've touched on, I, I do need sponsors. Well, I, I, I want to work with sponsors. I want to champion other businesses that are doing great in their fields, us to be partners. Yeah. So, so that's going to be a good year of focus. So it may not be the physical I need to focus on, but more the mental as you you know how do I prepare myself mentally for the chat for the, the supporters but there's also going to be a lot of people who call me out with a bit of negative chit chat I'm sure yeah. how do I prepare against that yes how do I make sure that I give everyone the space to talk about it in whatever yeah. way they see it yeah so, so there's a lot of preparation it's just it may not just be it's the treading water it's the duck feet under the water yeah. not the actual duck gliding on the top yeah yeah. And, and I guess there's a sense of, you know, you, you, you've gone public on, so this is, I don't know how many podcasts you've declared this now, but you know, you're now, you declared it on the Give Yourself the Chat podcast. So there's, there's definitely no going back. There is something about putting an intention out there and sharing it with people that will then help in those sort of darker moments or those moments where you just want to turn over and just, you know, go under the covers or hide that kind of helps you sort of step forward into that. And I think it's connecting with that. It's, um, there's, there's so much of, there's so much of that accountability to, to other people or to a cause or whatever that is part of the the ability in the moment just to think about, well, what should I, what could I do right now? And I think a lot of people just kind of lose that connection or don't have that connection to start with. So um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I applaud you for that. But let's just say you've, you've gone public too many times now to, um, to not be tracked by, uh, by us. Tell me a little bit about, as we come to the end um, of, of our chat, and, and this has been absolutely fascinating. So you've got a podcast, haven't you? Tell me about um, that and, 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 um, and, and, and how that came about and what you intend to use that podcast for. So tell us the name and so people can chime in and listen. And Sure. Thanks, Peter. Well, it's called Strong Voice. And originally, it was it was a way for me to be able to speak to, with like-minded leaders. So I want I was uh, invited to the Silicon Valley uh, for a part of a charity that was being held in Google HQ. And I thought, while I'm here, I'd love to meet some larger businesses and organisations. But me knocking on their door, asking them for time, I need something to be able to reciprocate. Yeah. 
So I created a podcast purely to get in, into a few companies over there, which which worked. And then I thought it was a great platform to champion other companies. And again, this is a great example of life that we, we don't need to be perfect at, at day one because it is molded into something different. So I use Strong Voice as a platform to help other companies promote that, that you can be sustainable mm. whilst also being profitable. Yet now what I'm going to be using it is as a, pla- as a way to follow my progress over these two years. Yes. So it's about, it's about the Kate Strong journey, my strong voice in being a world first for this yes. global triathlon. Yes. But bringing in the experts saying, I'm struggling here. I, you know, how, can I, how can I upskill my mindset? How can I upskill my team? How could I you know, swim faster also? Getting those experts to come in to support me on my journey publicly mm. Mm. and also share the failures. You know, I think something that we're seeing in business as well is companies are making these massive declarations like Tesco's and Ikea have announced their sustainable targets, but they're also declaring what they're failing in, what they're really, you know, struggling over. And instead of us criticizing them, consumers and also the suppliers are coming forward with ideas and solutions that Tesco's and Ikea and other companies would never have thought of. Mm. So I'm hoping that the same will happen with me, that when I share one, you know, what I'm struggling with, with motivation or something else, maybe not that one, <laughs> then, <laughs> then people will come up and support as well. So it's opening up that. I have no idea what people can help me with, but this is what I'm doing. Can yeah. join me. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's great because uh, so much of what I advocate um, around leadership and, and, and service to others is that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have the answers. In fact, it's a very courageous and strong position for um team members leaders managers to not have the answers but just to get better asking the questions and then eliciting help and gathering the tribe around you in that cause i mean what can be more empowering than doing that whereas the old sort of model was well no i'm going to do this alone and now you fail alone but you succeed together and i think it's, it's wonderful that you are creating something where you can bring people on this journey and i just love the fact that you've got the intention but you don't have the answers to how it's going to work out yet and that's part of the, the fascination and the draw for you. It's, it's what's going to energize you, but it's also going to energize other people as well, um, which which is great. And I think there's, there's, there's something that we can all learn from that. And going back to this this period that, that's bringing us together, I, I think there's a greater acceptance of, do you know what, we're all facing this for the first time and we're all going to do our best, but you know, we're going to do even better if we get our, our minds together. So I'm hoping that's a very positive outcome that kind of sticks, you know, amongst yeah. all the other, other things. Um, Kate, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. Um, we'll definitely chat again because um, this two-year plan and this journey that you're on is is going to be is going to be great to track your progress and and uh, and I'll s- certainly support you any way I can in that because I think it, it's it's great what you're doing. Um, and and I have to say that for a chance kind of encounter on a LinkedIn thread, um, it's been great to connect with you. So I, I thank you for your time and thank you for sort of sharing some of the insights. Uh, around what you do and I, I wish you the best of luck with this project of yours. Thank you, Pete. What an amazing story uh, from the trials and tribulations and traumas of her past through to that vision for the first uh, event and triathlon of its kind. Just think about that, swimming the channel, riding across America and then finishing with a summit of Everest. I mean, talk about setting yourself big, lofty, ambitious goals. 
So I really enjoyed that one. I hope you did too. Um, The chat is going on over at LinkedIn. Feel free to contact me, connect with me and suggest any um, subjects that you'd like to be explored on the Give Yourself the Chat podcast, as well as any guests that you think I should have um, on the show. But for the meantime, um, keep healthy, stay strong, and I'll see you on the next one.